everybody, this is Jay, a.k.a. Brother Soap, welcoming you to this special edition of the British Soap Podcast, the Coronation Street Special, and today we are going to jump things right on off with my partner in crime, Rob Donovan's biggest fan, the Gale, my Michael, Miss Lindsay. How you feeling about our favorite murderer returning to the cobbles, boo? Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> you have no idea how excited I am right now. <laughs> I had a feeling. I just saw the news like a couple minutes before we, well, a couple hours before we started the podcast. I had to say I kind of, I kind of accidentally got spoiled because I follow one of the British soap tabloids, and I saw the cover, and I saw him there, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of happy too. I, I didn't like his exit, and I thought he was great for the show, so I was not, I was not happy that he was going to be off. Uh, screen. So I'm, I'm glad he's. I'm kind of curious how he, you know, got out of jail. Well, it said something. I read said that he was doing some things in prison. He was running things from prison, and I'm just thinking. I'm like, okay, now brother is. I mean, he was, you know, he wasn't like Phil Mitchell or anything. <laughs> he was kind of just a dude who got caught up in a situation and committed murder. I'm like, what he about to be running from jail? <laughs> Maybe he's maybe he's cellmates with you know that that nice dude that Peter was with uh, what's his name's daddy <laughs> Steve's daddy <laughs> maybe Steve's daddy took Don't him under his wing <laughs> and so now he's like the kingpin of Coronation Street's prison. I'll with be okay Steve's with daddy. that. I'd, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, sexy enough for it. <laughs> Oh, God. And then Peter needs to come back. That way you can finally get your Robin Peter's sexy time. <laughs> Peter's not in prison. He's in Antigua or something like that. Yes. Yeah. So weren't you going to say there are special guest star that I'm soon to introduce? <laughs> what are you feeling was, about Yeah, I was going to say he's in uh, Portsmouth. Uh, about Robert, I think it's going to be really confusing to have Rob and Robert on the, on the <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Both trying to date yes. Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I didn't even think of that. I don't know. Has has any soap ever had two characters with the same name on at the same time? Uh, they try not to, I think, because it gets really confusing. Uh, they, yeah, have, I think... they have like very similar ones. Like for a while, a friend of mine uh, was really confused because they had Carl on Coronation Street and Cal yeah. and Kylie, and she couldn't she couldn't remember. She couldn't tell them apart <laughs> when she was just thinking about it. So it's one of those things. You only have so many names that you can sort of get away with on a soap that are ordinary enough, but they try not to double up. But yes, Coronation Street is trying to be a master of this. I didn't even think about Carl, Cal, and Kyla. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best. Well, I'm glad that he's back. I loved Rob when he was on before. I thought the twist of making him a murderer was completely stupid, and I wasn't happy with it. I hated his exit. I didn't think he needed to leave the show. I was going to say it was better than most. 
It's true. I just, I think I was just more upset that he was leaving because I thought it was unnecessary. But now he's back, and Kate Oates is going to get to have her way with him, and I cannot wait to see. I know. I wasn't a huge fan of Rob, to be honest. I think he was always nasty to Carla for no reason when she, like, gave him a job and everything when he got out of prison, and then he killed Tina in a really unpleasant way. Like, he was quite like misogynistic like i'm gonna stop you from talking ever again <clears throat> you little cow but um i think i don't know when he did the cricket when they had that cricket team episode do you see that and he was, yeah. he was like an arrogant cricket star that was really fun that was like the most fun they ever had with him so that was if they just, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, just let him play cricket for a while. Just really <laughs> all interesting with it. Hey. It could be like the Riley of uh of. Uh... Oh <laughs> yeah, Riley. <laughs> I will take him how he how we can get him. As long as I get to see him, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, and as you guys just heard me announce, we have a special guest star on today's episode of the Bristol Podcast. We have with us a woman <laughs> confident enough to shout her love for the chickens of Coronation Street <laughs> from the rooftops. <laughs> And this woman is also wise enough to recognize that the Rob Ron ship is named the Titanic. <laughs> it is the one, the only, the creator of the Purple Hair Secret Lair Tumblr, friend to the Bristol Podcast, Rachel, a.k.a. Miss Misty Hager. Hello. <laughs> I decided instead of sending you 15 asks after every podcast, I'd just come on and speak to you. Yes. Well, I am very glad that you did so. And yes, so you guys that do not know, she is referencing one time. She sent a bunch of different asks, right? And what she didn't know is she sent them after I, I think I did some uh, angry post about Rob Ron. So I log into my Tumblr and I see like 15 asks and I'm like, oh, Jesus, here these fools go. <laughs> and then it was her and I was happy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, good. <laughs> so, yeah. You will never hear me complaining about you sending me 15 ass. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I don't know if you are on the Twitter, but for Twitter, like, 15 is nothing. So, yeah, you, you, you barely crack on the surface, girl. And Lindsay can tell you, we have had 100 tweet days. <laughs> yeah, we, we go back and forth quite a bit. Yes. So that is no problem. So do not feel bad. It was wonderful. I was glad to uh, have you do that and you send ask anytime because I like your self-opinion. So you can stay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is hope, awesome. Have you ready for plenty of them tonight? <laughs> well, good. Well, just to start off, you know, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your history uh, watching British soaps, you know, Brit Lindsay and I have been doing this for a while, so we know the ins and outs of our story, but I'm curious about yours. How did you get started watching the soaps? Uh, well, I am British, as you can probably tell from my accent. I'm from Yorkshire, yeah. so just when I was growing up, we always had them on. I just really sort of grew up on them, really. Just like mum and dad always watched them, and I was the one who they were trying to be like, quiet, Rachel, did something good's happening, and now I'm the one oh, telling them to oh. shut up so I can listen in. <laughs> <laughs> my grandma used to do that. 
Shut up, Lindsay. My stories are on. <laughs> right, baby. Yes, we all have those grown folks. And they teach us. So, see, they shouldn't be mad with you when you do that because they taught you, Rachel. <laughs> so you, if they complain, you say, it's your fault I'm like this, yeah. okay? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I kind of it was always, always kind of in and out. Like I was never really obsessed with them, but I saw a lot of the big storylines, like um, Richard Hillman. Do you know about that one from Coronation Street? Yes, I wasn't watching then, but I read up yeah. on it. He was the one that Gail was married to. That was the murderer. Yeah, right? the serial killer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the biggest story in. Probably in the country, like newspapers report on soap stories in England, they're that kind of big, and that was huge. So I kind of I saw that, and I saw bits and pieces, and then I think the first time I really got obsessed was uh, the early days of the King Brothers on Emmerdale. Emmerdale was always kind of like my big one to begin with, mm-hmm. um, and when they started, you know Jimmy King. Yes, yeah. love Jimmy. Yeah, do you remember the car? Right. Yes, yeah. Jimmy. Jimmy is the one who will pull in more money as a male escort <laughs> than Brenda and Rodney combined. I will say it every podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, do you remember Carl King? Of course. I didn't know when you started yeah. watching it. Um, it it's, been, it's been probably about, oh God, I think I started in 2009. Mm-hmm. So six years? Do you remember Matthew King? I mean, they were the big three. They were like Carl, Matthew, and Jimmy came in as like the King brothers with their dad. And it was just like I was obsessed with Carl King. So I started really watching it like every day then and getting proper into the storyline and following it. And then I went to university and I didn't have a TV. So I rectified that the following year. Uh, And again, yeah. And then I think Coronation Street started when it was, uh, I can't remember what year it was. It must have been 2000 four or five because it was the second year of university and Maria Gordon uh, Maria Connor and Tony Gordon that storyline happened did you see that no, no. I st- my first episode of Coronation Street was the day of Deidre's mother's funeral and I remember that was Memorial Day here in the United States so um, but I think that was about Maybe five years ago, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So it's only been five years with Corey for me. I just realized Tony Gordon's another serial killer. So you can see where some of my interest lays in these things. And yeah, that was that was an amazing storyline. Like, that was like, he like killed a guy who was really irritating. He was a way better killer than Robert. He was never irritating to me. And uh, yeah. it was her husband, but he was trying to leave with somebody else. Uh, and she didn't know he killed he killed this guy and they ended up getting engaged and he was going to raise her baby like that she'd had with the dead guy but they were like properly really well suited anyway so I was like oh Tony Gordon and then just then it's since then it's just been like I watch them they're on every day in England and it's nothing else to do at seven-ish in the afternoon on an evening so uh yeah I just kind of watch them all the time now so yeah just a British thing, I suppose, just getting into the soaps and keeping an eye on how everyone's doing. And now, I know that Coronation Street is your show, so I'm curious. Tell us what you love so much about the cobbles of Coronation Street. It's David. <laughs> I realized it. <laughs> yes. I realized when I was trying to explain to you why I loved it so much and like why I generally, I genuinely always think it's better than any other soap, like even Emmerdale um, and EastEnders. Oh, oh. I know, but I do because it has David. And how can you? 
if ever they're doing, you can always watch David being David. Yes. So, you know, how can we, we will not complain. We all love David up on here. <laughs> yeah. Sure, he got on my nerves for a few months, but he's very pretty to look at. And the storylines are great. Yeah. I, hate I, I, wa- I watched when he was, when Tracy first killed someone and he was helping her like get away with the murder and he was this really annoying like snotty teenager. But um, just like looking into his past like with Richard Hillman and everything and everything he does now and the way he has to deal with his family being weird all the time. <laughs> I just I just love him. But also I guess it's just like I don't know Coronation Street has something about it that I can't ever quite put into words. It's just more ordinary sort of it like like for me as someone who lives in Britain it just feels very true to life it's just like a lot of the way we sort of make it through the day is just like being sarcastic do you know what I mean and and sort of getting on with things and I kind of feel like that's very true in Corrie and I kind of just admire them for like keeping everything up for you know making it feel really ordinary but keeping it up for like 10 20 years do you know what I mean um, Damn, 50 years all together. Now, years. They just celebrate that 50th? Yeah. Mm. You know. And that's cool. That's cool when you have a, a soap that um, can be entertaining, but also give an accurate reflection of, um, you know, the lives that uh, we lead. You know, one of my pet peeves is people that, you know, want to write off soap operas as just a soap or completely dismiss the thought that a soap might actually be realistic because it's just a soap and they aren't supposed to be realistic. My counter is that, you know, these are reflections of human lives. So there needs to be some semblance of reality there. And I feel like some of the most entertaining soaps can maintain that sense of realism, but also keep you entertained at the same time. And Coronation Street does that often. So, yeah, I understand that love. That's that's cool. <laughs> I'm feeling that. Now, you watch Emmerdale as well, so uh, I'm curious to know how, I know we talked a little bit about this uh, offline, but I'm curious to know how you're feeling now that Emmerdale's kick-ass producer, Miss Kate Oates, is joining the show. And this is for you too, Lance. <laughs> um, I'm interested to see what happens. I'm a little wary just because, like, I mean, I get people not being excited by Coronation Street at the moment. I quite like the fact that it's low-key. Like, you know what I mean? When it's on every day and you just watch it regularly, it's not the same as sort of downloading it and wanting to be... And st- do you know what I mean? It's like watching it. It never irritates me at the moment, even if it doesn't thrill me. I really like watching it. It's kind of cosy. Do you know what I mean? And I get wanting to shake it up. I'm just... I'm a little concerned, I think I said to you, just that mm-hmm. I do like some of the storylines they've done in recent sort of months with Emmerdale but some stuff is just like like with Rob Ron (laughs) (laughs) yeah like I like I hope they're going somewhere with it that like will make sense like like at the moment I really think it makes more sense if you assume Aaron doesn't love Robert it's just he loves self-harming which is his past and that's why he keeps going back and and that and if they do it like that then great, but I might just be doing wishful thinking. So, I mean, like, there are some episodes of Emmerdale, and Layla and Jay, things like that, like, sometimes when they just, for- <laughs> when they just forget who characters are, and I can't, I can't watch it, and, like, even though Coronation Street can be a bit, sort of, you know, savey, I never get to the point where I can't, I, yeah, you know, I would hate to watch it, so I'm a little worried that it's gonna, they're gonna end up doing that stuff, and I'm gonna, like, hate it, but, but, I, you know, I get that it's been a bit sort of dull, but, you know, the last couple of months. 
years. So, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's hard for me because I love it no matter what. But um, and it, uh, you know, but um, I mean, there's yeah. always stuff happening on it at one time. But there's like these really stupid little filler stories that really want to make you punch the people in the face. Yeah. I like the filler stories. You know that yeah. I like the filler stories, and like, <laughs> and the filler stories have been going on for like decades. Like they just do that sometimes, and I think it's quite nice to have like little just characters. Norris and a stupid parcel. <laughs> yeah, parcel. That goddamn couch. That love seat. That's very okay. true to life. Okay. <laughs> let's let's push the couch on three. One, two. Why are you pushing the couch? I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! What is happening with this couch? Why? Why? Oh my God! And then the parcel. We get the telescope, and then he uses. And then the he uses it for five seconds, and then he gets the tablet. <laughs> Boom! That yeah. was so quick. <laughs> See, let me tell you, I un- I understand that love, you know, and me, I I kind of like a balance with my soaps, you know, I like the um you know i like the realism i need mm. some type of realistic aspect in it but see now how you were grown up on british soaps i was grown up on american soaps yeah. and those soaps can be out over the top possessed by the devil yes yeah <laughs> the heroine of the show being possessed by the devil levitating over a bed <laughs> and speaking in tongues yeah we actually had a soap here that had angels demons and vampires in it okay <laughs> yes and the vampire story crossed over from the original show, Port Charles, to the main show, General Hospital, just within the past couple of years. The same vampire that tortured Port, Char- Port Charles the Soap went to General Hospital and started torturing the people in the main soap. I mean, it is, but then it is, got it's, stabbed in the back, so it was well and good. <laughs> yes. But and it, it's, it's sometimes cheesy, sometimes over the top. But it's interesting, you know. Yeah. And I also like, you know, like my horror movies and my sci-fi. Yeah. So when I see that incorporated into my daily soaps in a good way, and I mean with quality writing and entertaining story, yeah. I'm with it. Uh, we had one soap here called Passions that tried to be all over the top, <laughs> like dolls that turned into people and <laughs> He's lit on fire and witches running around. I hated it. <laughs> so I told you I watched Sunset Beach and I really loved that. Like when it came out, I like not about that. Yes, that was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I like really, really dramatic things. I just think that it's nice sometimes to see characters doing something that isn't just being miserable, like being oh my god, so and so's dying or I've been assaulted. It's nice for me just to sit like with the. The uh, who had the chickens? Who are they? The Nazirs. When they got the chickens, the like oh my god, the chickens! I know, but their other big their other big storyline at the time was that like Alia wanted to date Gary, and her family wanted to stop her. So then you had like a Muslim family trying to control who their young sort of female relative sort of was seeing, and that was quite difficult. They never like went over the top with that, which was nice. But then you just got one that was just chickens. It was just not like they were just like it wasn't to do with them being Muslim. It wasn't to do with them being Asian. It wasn't like a thing like that. It was just like a character moment that he liked chicken. And you got to see the family and the way they interacted. It was just I don't know. I like those storylines. I like the way that they illustrate things without you know emotionally destroying people. So I mean that's how I see it. But. Yeah. Well, I did a long riff on my problems with the 
uh, introduction of the Nazirs into Coronation Street. I felt that they could do a lot with that family because it's a story that needs to be told. But I feel like for whatever reason, you know, Coronation Street just never did that with them. You know, they had Cal and Zidane having some huge issue, but they never worked out what the issue is, never really talked about it, never really addressed it. Then next thing you know, you got Cal and the family running the gym, and you got them talking about a community center, and then, oops, all of a sudden, Cal's dead. And it's just like, what? Like, I feel like with Coronation Street, it's like they for the past couple of years, they've like had a vague idea about what they might do with the story. You know, another example, Andrea and Steve. The first thing seemed to be that Andrea had this strange obsession with Steve, and she was going to try to mess things up in that relationship, but then all of a sudden she likes the best friend, which in a soapy moment, you know, if it was if Coronation Street was being true to its soap roots, you know, being a more American soap, maybe, I don't know. But that would have been a moment where she would have been dating Lloyd but really loving Steve. So then the long thing would have been her getting at Steve and just using Lloyd to do it. But that's not what happened. They did this weird thing where all of a sudden Lloyd's pushing his daughter out for this woman. And so now the daughter's gone. And now, oh, wait, we're actually in love together? And then Andrea's ex comes back, who was fantastic, to be like a half-ass stalker. I mean, it's just like, it's like... Coronation Street forgot that one of the most important things with the soap is like having a strong payoff. Like it's 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 very like strong yeah. starts to stories and then they kind of fizzle out to nothing. Yeah. Like that that weird dude who who the, the I guess the pimp for Leanne. Okay, so he's oh, big and and grabs Leanne. He's rushed into her apartment and he's holding everybody hostage because he's a man and I'm gonna hold you hostage. Yeah. And then. The ladies talk him down, and he just sits on the couch, lets everybody leave, and then the cops run. What? Yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> I, I see, what would you rather I, see happen, I, then? Would you rather but, see... And, and this is what I feel Kate Oates is going to change, because what I like to see in my soaps is a nice balance between realism and also some of that soapy excitement. So, you know, we don't have to go crazy. I don't need to see vampires and, <laughs> and uh, you know, space aliens. One of the soaps we, we have in America had space aliens who came to Earth. I was going to say, didn't another, world, didn't another world bring a UFO for the finale or something? Oh, that was a, a dynasty. No, 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 the Colbys. That was the one that did the, oh, the UFO. Yeah. You know, I don't need it to be that top, that over the top. But, you know, I need some powerhouse scenes. You know, I need Coronation Street to step it up like uh, EastEnders and Emmerdale. We Give need me some a cane, man. We need a real yeah. cane. Just Give me the some cliffhangers at the end of the episode that make me want to come back and watch the next episode. Start bubbling up some juicy story. I mean, look, we have Steph on the scene dating that insane bitch, Will Hackett, and that insane bastard, uh, Will Savage. If Kate Oates does not take that and make some kind of good, weird vibe with them, that is just a waste of time. I need, I need Coronation Street to step up its soap game because I love the realism I think they are masters of realism I think every episode feels realistic and nothing feels over the top but it's a soap so if we could sprinkle in a little bit more excitement like for example the what's going on with Dale, Dale, David and Kylie and everything with that body Sarah, I think yeah. that's soap 
<laughs> I want to see what's about to happen next with that. Yeah. Well, that kind of stuff. So hopefully yeah. Kate will bring some of that in. Yeah. yeah. And Miss Lance, I didn't let you talk. What do you think about Kate? Kato's coming in, Lance? I, I, I'm actually okay with it. Uh, I, I, I see no problem with it. If it makes it a little bit more exciting, not to the point where, oh, hey, a plane's going to, you know, explode over a building and, you know. Right. Yeah. It, yeah I, I kind of want it a little more exciting, but at the same time, I agree with her because mm-hmm. the show has that lifeness to it where, you know, it's more normal life. It's not Hollyoaks where you sit and you're like, this is just yes. yes. <laughs> and that's what I was going to say. It's like it's a thin line between EastEnders and Hollyoaks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, I need Coronation Street to straddle that line. Alright, so we're going to start things off by talking a little bit about Corey Live, and it had a couple little little uh, through stories, stories that kind of flowed throughout the, uh, the episodes. The first was Roy, who had to fight a bus <laughs> to win the heart of his Haley replacement. Miss <laughs> Rachel, let's start with you. What did you think of the live chapter of Roy and Kathy. Oh, it was, I mean, the whole episode was amazing. I did, I did kind of like think it was a little shaky to start off with. I thought Roy was a little bit, and Sarah also in their scenes were a little awkward, but eventually it settled down and it was, it was like an actual episode, you know what I mean? It was so well done. Um, yeah, he has like magic powers over buses, apparently. He can like yell one into stopping. So that's a new development that we haven't seen before. <laughs> yes, it's something I wish I definitely had back in my frequent bus days. <laughs> um, yeah, I quite like the storyline. I mean, it's funny. It, it does feel like it's like the Haley replacement thing. It's like, you know, what else can we do with Roy? You know, most of what he did when Haley was there was because she pushed him to do it. Do you know what I mean? And it was like 15 years, I think, they were together. So it's hard to have, like, any other thing for Roy. But, you know, it's nice. And it was nice the way they handled it and sort of, you know, and they were both struggling with it and they both came to terms with it. And, yeah, it was I quite liked it. It was fine. It wasn't my favourite story of the episode. But. It's not my favourite story of the episode, by far, though. <laughs> yes. Well, I was going to come to you next, Miss Lance. What did you think about Roy and Kathy? Um, I thought it was... I thought it was a pretty cute storyline. It's nice to see that they're both... In. They they kind of built it up a bit. I I kind of wish that they didn't give her such a stupid storyline about being a hoarder, though. <laughs> I I kind of I kind of liked her being you know kind of freaked out by everything and 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 always temperamental about little itty bitty things like oh I did this I'm gonna go home now, <laughs> but but. I kind of, I kind of like what's, you know, happening between them and how they finally came to terms with, hey, I like you, hey, I like you, kissing the back of the bus, little awkward look, <laughs> but I mean, she, those, those two are just so awkward and don't know what they're doing and. And it's just cute to see them act like teenagers. <laughs> to be honest, though, I think the best part of the that storyline was the scenes between Roy and Carla. 
They were incredible. I mean, I know they've got collar in, so they've always yeah. got like a, 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 a sort of advantage. But like that, like actually dealing with like losing Haley, that was like that was a bit more sort of magnetic, I suppose, than anything that happened between Roy and Kathy. Oh. Agreed. Yeah, that little friendship between Roy and Carla has been everything from the beginning. So yes, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yes, it is nice to see Roy and Kathy go. F- They'll go from hoarders to lovers. <laughs> I think that's interesting and it's cute. So, yeah, I'm interested in seeing where that goes um, as well. Okay. Well, also in the live show, the cobbles were parting it up to celebrate the departure of Lloyd and Lindsay's favorite character of all time, Andrea. <laughs> Miss <laughs> Lynn, we're going to start with you on this one. How impressed with you, uh, how impressed were you with the send-off of Lloyd and your favorite character of all time? You see, I it kind of reminded me of back when uh, Rita's husband left. It, it, he even left. They even left in the same red convertible car. It was the <laughs> same damn car. <laughs> And it was like I, I really liked the episode afterwards because Steve literally drank himself practically to death <laughs> and he wasn't there to see him off. I I'm just pissed that Lloyd got her pregnant. <laughs> I thought that that was the most logical cab and go exit. Uh, <laughs> Because that seems to be all that Coronation Street does anymore. If they're not getting picked up by the cops or killed, hallelujah, <laughs> they leave in a taxi cab. And I thought that was the most logical way for Lloyd to go. <laughs> yes. I, 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 thought, I, thought, I thought him leaving was more entertaining than Andrea coming in and saying, dude, we're leaving. Get lost. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, no, it doesn't work that way. You give your best friend, or you give the best friends time to talk and hug it out. Yeah, I was irritated by that moment, too. I'm like, why does Andrea have to be in here? They could have written that Lloyd just leaves on his own <laughs> and sees Andrea in the cab, and then they're out. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I, was, I, was, I was kind of okay with them leaving because I knew they were both leaving, but I didn't like how they left it or how they left. I kind of wish they would just stop with the cabin goes and just have a Kylie around at all times with a wrench. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, girl, I'd have him. Todd would be the first one. Bye, Todd. <laughs> Todd, Tony. Oh, yeah. Although, although I did kind of like their little coming together but anyway we'll get there <laughs> what did you think of, of Lloyd and Andrea's exit Miss Rachel uh, I thought it was alright I mean it was a bit of an awkward situation like Lloyd suddenly deciding to move to Jersey was like and leave his business and every, every, you know where he lived and everything was it was always going to be like a very odd like situation for them to have to write around um, yeah. so yeah I mean they did it well I mean I, I think they did I think especially in the live episode they did as well as they could with Steve not being there I um, so it was nice, and, and the last episode where they sort of went to the cab office and sort of played games, which is what they used to do, which is what, what was used to be really lovely. Yeah. They used to just 
sit in the cab office and play games because they were bored because that's like life in a, on a little Manchester side street when you're in a cab office waiting for people to call you in. Like him and Eileen and Steve were like a unbreakable sort of trio that used to just mess about and that was kind of the humour a lot of the time of an episode. we just see what Steve and Lloyd are sort of getting up to. Um, so it was nice they went back to that before they left. I didn't mind Andrea coming and telling them to go because I thought that made it more sort of like like Lloyd couldn't drag himself away. Like she really had to be like, we're going to miss the, the bow if we don't go now. Do you know what I mean? He just left. No, I just hate Andrea. I'm just glad she's gone. And I'm, I'm, I'm mad because, you know, Andrea got pregnant and Lloyd pushed Andrea into his home or let her in the home and said he had to have his daughter leave. You know, it, you know, it was kind of like a him between her and Jenna situation. And he allowed that woman to come above his daughter. And I know that more was going on in storyland and personalized, whatever, whatever. But, you know, I just, I was always upset that Andrea, you know, was allowed to, you know, take the place of Lloyd's daughter when I felt like they did such a good job setting up that story. So the fact that she went out pregnant, I'm like, really? <laughs> but whatever. Love the actor. He can come back anytime. Andrea, the actress, was fine, but she just, the it's stories that they gave were not my cup of tea. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, but I, I thought they, they both did do a very good job on the live episode, yeah. and so... Uh, I'm glad with that. But we need to move away from that one character that Lens and I hate <laughs> and move on to celebrate because ding dong, the small time thug is dead. See, this brother, I stayed away from spoilers, so I had no idea this was happening. Oh, I did. <laughs> so Callum got knocked upside the head, I was like, did somebody just kill Callum? And then they zoomed to Callum, and I was like, yeah! <laughs> so, my, I, I'm I, related, but I'm curious to know how you guys are feeling about one of my favorite scenes on Corey in all of the past year. Callum getting knocked upside the head with that spanner and being laid up under concrete like John State. <laughs> or, 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 yes, whoever, who did, who did that, that lady, what was that lady's name? Do y'all remember the lady that John State killed? Oh, uh, Charlotte? Yeah, like Charlotte, there it is. Mm. <laughs> How do y'all feel about the John State story, take two? You know, it was good the way, it was good the way they did it. And um, it was nice that it was after he's been terrorizing the women, uh, especially in the show for a while, to have, like, Kylie help Sarah basically and uh yeah it, like I bet and especially like people said that like it, they weren't sure if he was trying to rape her like but it didn't really matter because he'd had that moment with Kylie a few weeks ago where he shoved her up against the wall and she thought he was gonna uh, rape her so mm-hmm. as soon as she saw him like on top of Sarah she just you know and she just did it she just hit him to save Sarah and that was it was it was good the way they did it. It was like it was believable, and he pushed them to that point and didn't think they were going to do anything about it, and they did. So there you go, Callum. That's what you get. Exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what you thought, Miss Liz? I I think having Kylie do it was you know impactful, considering you know she loved him once. So it's just like oh oh ooh, this is going to be this is going to be tough, and I, and I liked the downward, you know, spiral of how freaked out Sarah's getting. I, I, I kind of liked 
how twitchy she is and how she zones out all the time and or well not all the time it's only been like what two days <laughs> but I mean I think I think that their reactions are not reactions but yeah yeah that's exactly what I mean I think their reactions to what's happening is perfectly plausible I love how David just showed up <laughs> to take care of things to take care of things. I, I think him being the man of the house is kind of cool uh, because he kind of is. But <laughs> there's too many women in that house. <laughs> David oh. and Matt need some men. <laughs> well, <laughs> they have Callum. He's gone. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't think they're going to walk into the garage and visit a visit a sinkhole but <laughs> hey there's a there's a man in our there's a man in our garage you want to go see him back <gasps> but but uh but yeah i like i like everything about that to be completely honest it's just like it, it was just like perfectly done i feel that everyone's feelings on the matter are perfectly justified though I do feel that I feel Sarah should be a little bit or, or I like Sarah's blankness but I th- and and Kylie's freaking out and David's trying to be the calm one trying to figure everything out I just love I just I and trying to get Gail out of the house Oh my god, that was fantastic. Yes. <laughs> but but I mean I mean yeah, it, it that was probably my favorite storyline of the show cuz Callum is dead. <laughs> yes. And I loved everything about it. You know, I think that having uh, again cuz I mean I went in having no idea what was going to happen, so I was furious when Callum was into my eyes about to rape uh, you know, Sarah, after he had almost gotten away with drugging her and, uh, you know, having her in a position to rape her weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I missed the episode where he apparently did that to Kylie, but I know that would have pissed me off um, as well. So that Kylie was the woman who saved her, you know, so you have the two women uh, that this man has disrespected, uh, you know, protecting one another in that moment, mm. you know, because he was vile to, you know, Kylie's child, and he used Sarah's child. So I felt like those were the perfect two individuals to have in that situation. And then David coming in and saving the day, he sort of speak. I thought that was very good as well. And I think the best part to be in that moment was, okay, so they figured out what they're going to do. They got the body. They're just going to put the body in the car, and they're going to drive it off to get it up out the house. And then here comes Tony Todd, <laughs> angry over what that fool did to Jason, and then they snatch the car as soon as they're about to put the body in the truck. Oh, my God. I was dead. I was like, oh, my God. I was Callum in that moment. I was dead. I was Oh, what are they going to do? Oh, it was fantastic. That entire flow of story is everything that I want to see on Coronation Street consistently. And then that following episode, while Sarah's behavior annoyed the hell out of me, because I'm kind of like, girl, you need to be ride or die with your people, okay? <laughs> they saved you from being raped. He was 
this guy was bringing hell on your family, you need to stop freaking out and do whatever you need to do to protect the fam. Hold it down, girl. Mm-hmm. But I love those reactions. I feel like those are completely realistic on all sides. You got Sarah freaking. You got David and Kylie on lockdown. Like, no, we're going to keep it tight. And Kylie's like, you're not going to say nothing. Right, right. Perfection. Yeah. I love it. So, yes. Excellent pulling off all the stuff that they did with that live. Oh, yeah. Props, kudos. You know, coordination. did an excellent job with that. I love yeah. it. I saw people like complaining apparently that like they thought there was going to be more happening. Like they were they were like really disappointed that Callum died so early on in the episode. Like, but like in the first ten minutes, I'm like, why? Yeah. Why is he sad? Yeah, exactly. I was happy. For me, that was the happiest thing. (laughs) It was completely unexpected. I just started watching. And, you know, before then, you know, it was just kind of like a normal episode. But then as soon as that happened, like that was the, oh, my God, what is about to happen now? I thought it was perfection. So I saw those same complaints. And I'm like, y'all are tripping. That was the catalyst that allowed everything else to build up to that perfect ending. And I'm just like, ah, it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, for like a long time now, like like Emmerdale has a habit of doing their big, like, if they can have a big stunt, they do it on the Thursday. And like for a long time, I just got used to the fact that the Thursday episode, you'd watch it to see what happened. But the best episode would be the following, the Friday episode, the reactions, the like the real afterwards, yeah. And, and they they had that live and they, they did all those reactions live and they were like properly horrified and panicky and like David was just doing his thing. And they just they just did that. Like that is the really impressive work that soap actors do. And they did that live and they made it so you saw that live. And that was, yeah, I thought it was brilliant. Get into our What's the Hells from Coronation Street. So, Miss Rachel, let's start with you. What did Coronation Street do over the past few weeks to make you say, What the hell, Corey? Uh, both of these are Callum-based, because Callum has been like like the robber of, of Coronation Street oh, for a while. Like The whole like reality of the show has just bent to make him like in control all the time. So my first one, the big one, the one when I really realised that, like, David, they'd forgotten who David was, like the writers had forgotten, was when Max was going to go to the police station and give a statement about what, what, um, like, he'd seen Callum beating up Jason. And David turned around in the street before they'd been to the police station and told Callum that's what was going to happen. Like, to have any character do that would be stupid enough. But David... David, who knows how to, like, screw up people's lives and, and always win, is, uh, it was just like, who is this? Like, like, I have been accepting of up to a point of, like, David not doing his usual thing with Callum because he's got kids now. If he gets in trouble or gets himself killed, like, he had to tone it down from how he would have done things maybe three years ago. But with that, when he just couldn't even do the basics of, of his own character, was just like, it was just, oh, uh, it was like... David, David developing laser eyes and disintegrating Callum with a look would have been more realistic than how David. Where's the David I like? 
Yes. Yeah. You and I share that what the hell. The first thing I have written down for my what the hell is David alerting Callum. <laughs> that was completely ridiculous. There was no reason whatsoever for him to have turned around and told him that because then that leads to what ended up being my, you know, collective what the hell with that is Callum using Bethany who then didn't tell her mother that a man, the man had her near rape. Like he was in her house on the couch with her drug. He could have raped her. And you mean to tell me Bethany's going to come back home and not tell her mom, mom, this man was almost raped, about to rape you? Like, we had to wait four weeks for that? Yeah. I mean, what? Like, that, that made no sense. I understand he's a kid. Children understand rape. Children understand a man in your house about to rape my mother. I don't see anybody, you know, with, you know, sense that is not going to tell somebody. That's not going to protect their family. That's not going to g say... Yes, I went to the cops. Everything is good. But then go home and say, Mama Callum was up in here and just tried to rape you. Yeah. Like, I, that's another one of those moments where I felt like Coronation Street was not being true to Coronation Street, the soap. Yeah. Like, that's like an unnecessary American-ish extension of a story that was completely unacceptable, just like David turning around and learning Callum. So, yeah, completely agree, completely ridiculous. I would have loved to have seen him get laser eyes and disintegrate. <laughs> that, would, that would be pretty awesome. Let's switch it to you, Miss Lynn. Give, give us your first uh, what the hell for Coronation Street. I found it quite, <laughs> I found it quite uh, ridiculous that Anna Windass would get so drunk to admit in front of an entire party of people that she saw Kevin and Sally kiss and Tim's reaction, though I liked Tim's reaction, though I think he was going a little over the top saying that the wedding wasn't going to happen. But <laughs> I thought that was one of the stupidest things I've ever seen because Sally's crying looks like she's laughing, okay? She's Robert, too. <laughs> she's Robert Sugden. Yep, Y'all know damn well Robert cannot do a scene where he's supposed to be serious without looking like he's about to bust she's out of the lap. I don't know how popular this opinion is because I haven't searched the Internet to see. I kind of like Tim and Anna together as a couple. I do, too. I, I, I'd rather have Tim and Anna together than Tim and Sally together, to be completely yeah. honest. Yeah. Because so they're cute. I think they're cute. And I thought them, you know, I think Sally's too much of a tight ass for Tim. Yeah. Know, Where like, are you on the Sally and Sim spe spectrum, Rachel? Um, I, I, I like Tim and Anna. They kind of have chemistry, but I think Tim and Sally are the ones I just think he needs a bit of a, bit of a tight ass to sort of, uh, do you know what I mean? He needs a bit of a tight ass to push him along, and she needs someone like him to sort of get her to let loose a bit. I mean, when you think <laughs> that's not your tight ass. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, when he came into it, do you remember Anna basically wanted him killed for a little bit? Like, she said to Owen something like, get rid of him, and I don't care how you do it, because she didn't want, <laughs> like, Faye seeing the man who fathered her, which was really creepy and sort of possessive. And Sally was the one who supported him and said, you know, you should see your daughter, you've got every right, and you can live with me, and, and that was kind of nice. And every time there's a wedding and they just end up having sex, that's also kind of nice. I just, I like their, I like their... <laughs> 
I like their dynamic a bit more than... That, that is true. Every time they spend a wedding, they end up having sex instead of going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a nice theme. <laughs> oh, lordy. I think I've just seen her... I think I've just seen her be too uh, prim and proper at underwear or too much. I'm like, yeah, maybe you need to be single for a little while, sadly and cool. Because like, you got a man, and you're up here kissing your ex. I'm just like, girl, I'm not right. <laughs> okay. So me, I've already said my first what the hell was the same as yours, uh, Miss Rachel. So let's go ahead and jump to your second. What was your other what the hell for Corey? My second what the hell is almost the same as yours as well. It's uh, Bethany, when uh, Callum had... Uh, what's her face, Sarah, on the couch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bethany went to the police station and changed a state, gave him an alibi. Instead of going to the police station and saying, "There's a man in my house with my Hello. he's drugged," go get him before he rapes her and please arrest him. Like, thank you. He wasn't in like a really like mysterious location. She knew exactly where he was. <laughs> he <went> in, like, <laughs> an unmarked warehouse or something. She knew where he was. She could have just sent the police. But she was like, oh, I'm convinced for some reason, even though it's not in any way convincing. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. And it was stupid that she went in that car with that, that uh, little minion of his. Yeah. Anyway. Gemma. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Gemma needs a punch in the face. She should have been hit with a freaking mallet. <laughs> or or the same Oh my God! I don't know why she hangs with him. It's just so so odd, and that I'm still not over them kidnapping David and her and that other random thug being trying to be all menacing to David, and then they just drop him back off at home. Bye. Oh. Like oh God, it was a mess. But yeah, that was was completely ridiculous. I mean, a man is there about to rape your mother. You're at the police station, and you're not going to try to protect your mother in that way. I mean, you know, I just, I don't buy that Bethany is that stupid. And that's the aftertaste that is left when you have a character doing like that. Like, I don't feel like they set up anything realistic enough to to where you can understand why a young lady who is definitely intelligent. I mean, she came to the show uh, scamming drinks out of dudes, having people think it's Oh, yeah. Thinking that she's older than she was, yeah. Exactly. So a woman that smart, and I'm saying woman here, Mm -hmm. a woman that smart is going to really be that naive Mm -hmm. when it comes to reporting the activities of a man who is obviously a rapist or a sexualist. I mean, no. So, yeah, agreed, ridiculous, no. (laughs) Shucks. What was your other one, Miss Liz? My second one is also Sally and Anna based. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, I hate Sally. (laughs) I hate her almost as much as I hate Mary. But... Mary. (laughs) (laughs) But she she just rolls in with the entire workforce of Underworld. You were kissing my husband and they got into a full out cat fight behind the bar or behind the counter and I'm like she just gave him a hug woman. Just the and, and, and the only good part to that, the saving grace to that scene was Tim saw everything. He walked out of that diet, or he walked out of Roy's, and he went and started getting drunk. (laughs) I don't blame him for not wanting this wedding. I don't blame him at all. (laughs) Me neither.
on Corey. Uh, Miss Lynn's on this one. We're going to start with you. Let's uh, break down to us what your favorite scenes were on Corey the past couple weeks. Joni walloping the hell out of Tracy was probably one of the best things I've seen on TV in a long time. Oh, Joni. <laughs> Joni, yeah. was, Joni was special. I, I, I liked her for while she was there. <laughs> you know, I was okay. I, I, you know, uh, Rachel had sent me a message about watching out for Joni. You know, I was, I was cool with her righteous indignation. Yeah. I did think I, I see the OTTness of it. But you know, I, I just, I needed somebody to like not be pussyfooting around Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> and I understood. She, you walking up in her business and her man is up in there with another woman. I was like, no, sir. <laughs> but yes, she was very much, I am acting and I'm going to let you know I'm acting. Yes. And I wasn't bothered by Joni. I just, you know, cheats get on my nerves on soaps a lot of times. And I just thought that it was, it was funny. She was funny to me with her ridiculous action, reactions. I just straight up slapping Tracy. No filter. I don't know who you are. All I know is you in here with my bell. Pow. I was like, oh, okay. You are here, aren't you? You are here <laughs> on the Coronation Street. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What about you? What did you have down for your scene of the week, Miss Rachel? Do you see the bit where Tony came back? And he went to talk to Liz. He disappeared for a month like he was dead or something. And then he just came back and he went to try and talk Liz around. And he put his hand on her face. To like be like, come on, baby, and she just started slapping him, and that was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> she, did, she did her. She did her Liz hit. Yeah, yeah. slapping with a bit of punches. Yeah, yeah. Like it's so, again, yeah. Rachel, you and I are on the same page. Liz reading Tony, and like she said, it that bitch Tracy for filth. Yeah. Ugh scene of the week and I love Liz because Liz was not about to be impressed by Tony coming back in her her face with his tail between his legs after he tried to he not only broke her art heart but he tried to take her business from her I mean I just thought it was fantastic I loved her little shut up Tony (laughs) that was fantastic but I feel like a lot of times you know you know Women do not always stand up to men that strongly when they treat them horribly and come back, you know, looking to use them again. So, yeah, when Liz started wailing on Brother Man, I did not mind at all. And I love that Steve came up in there and kicked his ass out of the room because I've been furious at Tony for ever because when him and Liz first started dating and Steve was unhappy about it yeah. like Tony threatened Steve yeah. with that whole you know well I'm gonna be here yeah. you know, what you gonna do about and then Corey just kind of let that slide so see I see Corey making progress before mm. it was all about letting these you know manipulative dudes I'm gonna have to put my brother Tony there as much as I you know want to like his ass mm. and Callum it's like it was for a while it was all about letting them get away with all their BS yeah. but now the chickens, haha, are coming home to roost. <laughs> For the That's the point of the chickens. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's like, you, you, you can have manipulative male characters, and I've like really liked villains in the past, but at the moment they're just not making them like charming enough to make sense. Yes. 
they're making them like uh, uh, mustache twirlers. Yeah. And that, like, like I'm, I'm going to do this. I mean, Callum could have been a better villain if he didn't think that beating up on women was his way to go. If he did something other than attempting to rape every plat woman who walked into his path, yeah. then he probably would have been, you know, if they built him up more, not just over, you know, a nine-month period, yeah. he could have essentially been somebody fantastic that, yeah. you know, but just yeah. made him a mustache twirler. I'm going to steal Max from you, Kylie. I'm going to steal Max from you. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> ha, 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 I'm going to steal Max from you, and then I'm going to steal David's sister and ruin everybody's life because I hate you. Yeah. And they never did it well. Like, <laughs> like even... Long before, like, David told him what was he was going to do at the police station, like, they had that scene where uh, David got beat up. He beat up David. And then he went to see... that Callum went to see Sarah in the pub. And he said, basically, I've just beaten up David. And she said, get away from me. And then he said, oh, wait, have a drink with me. And she said, all right. And it sounds like I'm being sarcastic, like I'm parodying that scene. That was exactly what happened. Like, she, there was, was no reason... He was not charming enough to convince her to have a drink with him, like having just no. beaten up her, her brother. Like he he was never that guy, and they just sort of wrote in that he was without doing the work to make a character. I mean, yeah. He was a sexy dude. Some word is sexy dude. He's good looking. <laughs> but he does. He just makes googly eyes all the time. Like you can tell from the expression on his face that he's a head case, and like that is not attractive to women. Do you know what I mean? Like he was never like. And he never seemed like an ordinary guy who wouldn't hurt you. He always seemed like a guy who might screw up your life. And they just pretended women... Like, Eileen was flirting with him in the first scene he was in, I think, in the cafe. And it was just like... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, no, it's not I enough. I felt very much like um, how after on Emmerdale, uh, Aaron told Finn that Finn wasn't his type, but like an episode or two later, Finn walks in the pub while Aaron's standing at the bar, and he's telling Finn, so uh, you going to buy me some grub and a drink? And Finn's like, okay. <laughs> and I'm just like, fool, you wasn't his type. Two days ago. Now you about to spend money on this mofo? Yeah. Come on, yeah, that. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, Louis. Yeah, that's, that was completely ridiculous. <laughs> like all yeah. writers have been watching like old episodes from the 70s for when like the characters, like they had a lot of those characters who were really charming and like they were very established and they like just got their own way by being charming with people. And they've just thought like, oh, I guess men are like that. And if a man bats his eyes at you anyone, like, male or female, will fall over. And it's like, no, you have to do something to convince... Work. Yeah. You, you know, mm -hmm. Yeah. It's... At least they're applying that ridiculousness equally, you know, because <laughs> all Tracy has to do is say, handsome to a man on a bike, and he's just going <laughs> to hightail it to Coronation Street with her on the back. Okay, then, girl. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. And then, let's see, that was yours. Miss Lindsay, what was your other scene of the week? My favorite stuff had to do with Fizz figuring out that her daughter has cancer. Mm. Um, her, her and uh, Tyrone's reactions to it happening and her freaking out at 
Tyrone saying, you know, stuff about what if your daughter had this? This is my daughter we're talking about. And he just storms out. And oh my God, that, that, that stuff just killed my brain. I was just like, it was, it was, it was so good. It was, it was well done. Yes, agree. I'm sad about this story, you know, overall, but whew, I think they're, I think it's going to be, you know, they are going to play it well. Yeah. You know, everybody involved with that story is uh, really good, and yeah, I've, I've enjoyed everything about it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. How you feeling about the the Hope and Ty and their baby storyline, uh, Miss Rachel? Uh, it's yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's been done really well. Like, I, I I, literally had just, like, noticed how cute Hope was, like, when she was going away on the yes, holiday. Yes, so cute. <laughs> I think I made a post about it and someone spoiled me for it, which is a bit annoying. But, yeah, I mean, it was really... It was, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think I think it's going to be really hard. I, I kind of, like, it's hard for me because I've watched soaps for so long, I don't think she'll die. So it's hard for me to, like identify with them thinking oh what if she dies like I, they they never kill kids on soaps like even like the one time they did i think was emmerdale they had a cot death storyline and then they uh laurel and ashley had a baby that died but then they changed it so actually the baby had been switched at birth so they got another baby to like replace their kid so they still had a kid even though theirs sort of died it was a very odd storyline but like i just don't think i don't think they're gonna kill her but it's been well done i think i think it's gonna be hardest for roy to be honest because Roy like just lost Haley to cancer, and now Hope, who was like his surrogate sort of granddaughter, has got cancer. But yeah, it's it's well done, and I think again that's where like things about them being quite ordinary characters who don't or have a lot of sort of like that really works. Because if they'd been like having like drama all the time, it would just be like another thing. But because Fizz and Tyrone have had it easy for a while, just now it feels even worse. For me, I'm not concerned about characters dying either, because I'm like you. On soaps, characters always survive. I think Tegan on Hollyoaks has a cancer that has like a 2% survival rate in five years. So uh, she may be gone in a couple years, but for the most part, I'm like, whatever. But what I appreciate about the cancer storylines is that, you know, they show how people deal with the reality yeah. of that diagnosis because cancer is something that impacts a lot more families than uh, people recognize until you know you're dealing with it in your own family yeah. and you're finding out oh wow all these people have to deal with it so me what i'm most excited about is well excited you know just seeing how these characters that i love because i love fizz love tyrone mm-hmm. have to deal with the reality that their baby girl has this diagnosis and you know how they're you know going to help her deal with it and everything from like the way they explained it to her to just getting the news, to Fizz being kind of snapping because, you know, she's really just dealing with the frustration of having, you know, dealing with the full yeah. weight of knowing about this diagnosis. Uh, it's just, it's so good. <laughs> it's good. It's powerful. It's realistic. It's wonderful. So, yeah, I, I love it, man. I'm, it's going to make me sad. I will, because I'm that hopeful brother. I will be waiting for her to be in remission. <laughs> you know, because that's how I am. But, you know, the way that it's playing out so far, you know, I think, oh, it's so good. <laughs> and I'm glad to see Tyrone in a story that does not involve him getting his ass beat. Yeah. I was open him and Kirsten. <laughs> I'm glad that's over and done with. Yes, I'm glad there's some semblance of happiness with him and and Fizz because yeah. that was long overdue. Mm. Okay. 
Well, my scene of the week, I said we, you and I had the uh, same first one, uh, Rachel, mm-hmm. but my second one, that is my girl, Gail Hammertime McIntyre, <laughs> scheming to get her man back, <laughs> and also Absolutely. clocking him <laughs> for his little scheme with, uh, with Eileen. I'm going to tell you, I am a ride or die Gail and Michael fan. I think they are the best thing about Coronation Street and have been for the entire time that Michael has joined the show. So I love that couple together, and I did not like at all those two splitting up. I really wanted to hate him with Eileen, unfortunately. I can't because I love the actress who plays Eileen, and, you know, they have written their little romance well as well. But, you know, my shipper hearts <laughs> wants Gail and Michael back together. So when Gail pulled out that hammer <laughs> and she knocked her little faucet and broke it just so that Michael could have an excuse to come over and fix it, I was just like, praise baby. <laughs> she got to do to get, uh, to get that bad. And I thought it was interesting how Corey kind of, you know, had uh, – her point out to Michael, you know, who, you know, refuses to, understandably, refuses to forgive her for, mm. you know, not, you know, admitting that she knew Andy was a fraud, denying him the opportunity to see, uh, you know, denying him the opportunity to see his real son mm. before he passed. But I did appreciate Gail kind of pointing out to Michael when, uh Gail was sitting across from Eileen and Michael after catching him trying to break into the shop for the bracelet that ended up not being Liz's. <laughs> but she was just like, yeah, I'll say nothing about the bizarre links you went through to hide the truth. <laughs> I was just like, that's right. You rub it in, girl. <laughs> Forgive that woman, Michael. She was trying to protect you. She didn't want to have a heart attack, damn it. Love that woman. Love her. That is all I want for Christmas. Okay. <laughs> I want them back together. But, yes, I thought, I thought that was good. You know, Apparently, you see with me, I like the levity. I like the lightness. Yeah. <laughs> Those two, yeah, I, I thought Gail scheming to get her man and clocking him with Eileen sitting right there. I thought it was fantastic, so I love that. All right, and we're going to wrap up by identifying our fucking best characters of the month. Miss Rachel, let's start with you. Who was uh, your pick for the best? Well, my pick is always David every month, so yeah. <laughs> just let it assume it's default David. <laughs> <laughs> because it will be David every month, like <laughs> um, because he wasn't because he wasn't himself for quite a few weeks. I'm gonna go with Carla, who uh, realised she didn't kill anyone and became herself again and got to be happy and smile and help Roy and like run her business. And that was really lovely to see her just sort of come back to herself. <clears throat> I agree. Oh, that needed to. That needed to happen. I was fast forwarding past Carla's scenes. I refused to watch any Carla scenes until the truth came out because I did not want to see everybody piling on Carla unnecessarily. So, yes, when she found out what Tracy did, although I do have to say, I don't know how that scream 
of her name that Tracy did when she was at the cliff did not send her over the edge of the cliff. <laughs> she was like, Stop! <laughs> if I was on that cliff, that would have scared me if my ass would have tumbled over. She lives on a soap. She's used to screams. You just <laughs> you get attuned to it after a while. Yes. Oh, my God. But I love that, you know, she, when she found out the truth, she held Tracy up for it, you know, and I, and I, I, I love that, you know. Now we can get back to Carla not having to deal with all that foolishness, and I'm glad she let Alia, who was trying to ruin her life, know yeah. you got on one. It was not me, because Alia was getting on my nerves, you know, trying to destroy Underworld. Yeah. Uh, no, so yes, I love it. Yes, love that pick, both of them, Carla and David, all day, every day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Miss Lance? Who was your pick? I think we're all on the same wavelength here, because <laughs> I was going to stay between Carla, <laughs> Carla, David, and I was going to add Kylie in there too, just for the fact that she finally <laughs> killed off that bastard. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, David's reactions. And to the killing and and Carla throughout her, I couldn't really get into the gambling stuff. But once everything was well and good again, she was all kinds of fine. <laughs> well, I t- t- picked a fun character for my fucking best. I'm giving it up to Miss Joni. I loved her over the top mess. <laughs> she was such a mess. But it was fantastic. I just loved her being completely angry that her man had just taken up with some woman and seemed to be rubbing it in her face. I just loved it. So, yes, she was pure soap, over the top, a hot mess. I had no idea she was like some pop star at a I was just like, who is this woman and where can I sign up to bow down at her feet <laughs> for bringing the soapiness to this show. But I loved it. She was the best, and I loved it. So, Joni, <laughs> you are my best. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. And with that, ladies, I want you to tell the good people where to find you at online. Let's start with you, Miss Rachel. Oh, online, I'm on purplehairsecretlair.tumblr.com, but please don't follow me there. I talk more about, like, video games than soaps, really. It's not, like, a, bl- a dedicated blog. But if you want to come, then okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we all use our personal tumblers differently. So mine is softcore porn. <laughs> uh, Lindsay, I think it's the Asian boy man's, right? <laughs> And you got your use. So, you know, it's Tumblr. We're good with it. We know how it goes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would advise you to follow her because she is awesome and her posts are excellent. And so, yeah, you should follow her. <laughs> so there's that. And tell everyone where to find the best Asian boy band blog on earth, Miss Lance. <laughs> All right. You can find me at Lindsay Amanda at both Twitter and Tumblr. Yeah, it's L Y N D S I, Amanda. As you know, you know when I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. And you guys know where we are. So I am at Brother Soap on the Twitchers. Uh, and then on Tumblr, we are at British Soap Podcast dot tumblr 
Facebook.com. Been blogging a little bit more recently and getting some love, so I appreciate y'all that have been showing Brother Love on the Tumblers. Uh, also, Pimp Our SoundCloud. We are at SoundCloud.com slash British Show Podcast. That's where you can see all of the episodes of our show, starting way back to three years ago when we did the Hollyoaks Podcast. It's all the episodes we've done of the British Soap Podcast. So if you're interested in our archival history, feel free to check there. Uh, we will be back in another two weeks with a Hollyoaks special. So, yes, I don't know if we're going to do it as a special or do it as the 40th episode of the Hollyoaks podcast. I wanted to do that when the next later was announced, but it doesn't look like there's going to be a later this year. So we may just do that as the the next Hollyoaks podcast because I don't like that we've done 39. I want a round number. I want 40. <laughs> so we'll probably me. be coming to see you guys with that in another uh, two weeks. I know we said last show we were going to be talking about Emmerdale and EastEnders on the program, but brother ain't had time to catch up with all that. I was too busy watching Highlights and Coronation Street, so we'll probably cover that soon. <laughs> the Halloween show. We'll be doing a Halloween show after that. So then that's where that will be uh, coming. Yes. And I think that's it. Uh, any closing words to the listeners? Let's start with you, Miss Rachel, because you're our special guest star. Any closing words or any wonderful words about Coronation Street to our listeners? Uh, watch Coronation Street, for <laughs> my words. Yes. Everybody watch Coronation Street. Watch <laughs> it for five years and see how it pans out. Sure. So you can just watch it right right now and see how good it is. It, I, I am very happy with Coronation Street right now in the direction that it's in. If you're listening in the United States, we got it on Hulu. Y'all check it out on Hulu. Support the British soaps on Hulu so Hulu recognizes that they are important and they need to keep them on and maybe add EastEnders and Emmerdale because they need to be there too. <laughs> yes. So support the British soaps. Doggone it. Yes. <laughs> what about you, Miss Lance? Any closing words? You should watch Survive episode more than once just to, you know, <laughs> get the happy feels out before it starts going kind of dull again. <laughs> All right. And then for me, I am going to close by saying, did you have to say all that? I was trying to be cool. Bye. <laughs>